Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, sorry, no Pat Gray. No Pat Gray, but Pat is almost back. He's almost back after Memorial Day weekend. He will be back, but you're stuck with us once again this Thursday morning. I am Sarah Gonzalez here along with Jason Buttrell. Call us if you're up this early and uh, you're actually able to speak coherent sentences. I don't know how I am (laughs) at this point in the week, but somehow we're going to get by. It's 888-900-3393. One of these days I'm going to remember that number and not have to look up where it's painted in very, very large font. (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to remember it. Uh, You can tweet us. I am at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Jason is at Jason Buttrell. And hey, you know what? You don't just have to tweet us. I'm on Instagram. Jason, I think you're on Instagram, but you never post anything. No, because I don't understand Instagram. Maybe oh I'm an old God, fogey. You're so old. Dude, seriously, maybe you're you can so explain old. this to me because you're you're a lot younger than I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> why, why, if you can tweet out pictures, mm-hmm. then what makes a difference? Why do I have to go to another social media platform to basically tweet out or people, insta out photos? People don't want to see your pictures on Twitter. They want to hear your hot takes. But if you scroll- everything is for something different. Facebook is for uh, like your kids' pictures. That's why I actually got Facebook in the yeah. beginning. Facebook is to keep up with your family so you don't have to talk to them on the phone, and also to you know you blast your kids' pictures so your family can see it. Yeah. Twitter is for your hot takes. Instagram is for your pictures and your uh, you know stories that disappear uh, after 24 hours and also for food okay. porn. So this just became a thing. So, but now if you scroll through Twitter, all you see is videos and pictures. Like your, I, my I mean, timeline, I don't know who that's you're all following. my timeline is. Who are you following? You like, you can't like, sometimes I try to pause it. Like I try to go in between so the videos don't autoplay. You can't. What like, videos a, though? Are they videos of like how to make food? Because those are everything. different. Those are different. Oh, everything. Like the same stuff. Like personal most- pictures. I don't think people, no one cares about personal pictures on Twitter. To people on Twitter, can you guys, can you guys let us know? Can you back me up or not? But if see, you don't so, agree. But then on Instagram, you get, sure you get the picture, but then you get the hot take in the description below that will let, let there's no limit, right? Like they'll be long. There's no limit. There's no limit, but you have to hit see more to see more. So you don't have to read the whole thing. It's all the same crap. It's not. It is so stupid. It's not. They it's just, not. So instead, I had to get 12,000 apps on my phone mm-hmm. to do the same thing that one social media platform can do. Well, I do so like, like that, that Facebook and Instagram are now owned by the same company. So that one is kind of funny. Yeah. Like, and s- you're owned by the same company. You probably could just merge into the same app. And then, but, but screw that company. Like, I hate that company. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, and and I do find it interesting. I think Instagram came out with stories first where you post it in a different place and it disappears after 24 hours. So it's only up there for 24 hours. You don't have to clutter your, you know, your pretty little feed. Um, But so kind of the same thing that Snapchat is. Yes. And then, yeah, Snapchat (laughs) did it. Then Instagram did it. But Snapchat is you can't post stuff that stays permanently. So Instagram did it. Then Facebook did it. And I question the validity of doing a story on Instagram and then putting a, a story on the same story on Facebook. That is what I question. Cause that just seems redundant. Yeah. But well, that's what they want. Like, I know if like I, I, regular people don't do that. Right. Or yeah. do they? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, regular people. Those peasants <laughs> out there don't do that. Do I mean, they? Like, I mean like people that aren't selling something. Yes. Regular people do it. 
I, I don't understand. You that. know what drives me nuts? We have totally derailed the show. <laughs> totally That's derailed the show. My actually, fault, actually, uh, yeah, actually, no. Let me. Let, I'm going to get to in a second what drives me nuts about social media right now, um, and I'll tell you off air who I'm talking about. Uh, but and then first, I will reveal it right after. No, you will not. <laughs> but first, I want to talk about um, health, nutrition, your life, the life of people you care about. You guys want to live long, healthy lives, right? Well, I mean. You know, I would hope that you do. I don't know if we go down into the chaos of socialism, you might be like, yeah, just kill me. I I don't want to live anymore. But for now, we all want to live, you know, long, healthy lives. And the way to do that is to stay healthy, to make sure we're getting proper nutrition. Uh, The problem is that people don't like vegetables. You people don't like vegetables. I love them. But for some reason, you know, Jason, he's meat and potatoes. I know Pat is meat and potatoes. You guys do not want to eat your vegetables. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Field of Greens has made it really simple. It's from Brickhouse Nutrition. Um, And uh, by the way, I'm surviving off of dawn to dusk this week from also Brickhouse Nutrition. You got to check that out if you need an energy boost. But Field of Greens is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It's complete with antioxidants. It boosts immunity. It's prebiotic. It's probiotic. You, It's so simple. They've made it so simple for you. You take a scoop of Field of Greens. You dump it into your water. You stir it around and you drink it. And you've gotten one full serving of fruits and vegetables. It's really that easy. It tastes great. My husband, if he were here, he would come on here and vouch for me. He he drinks it. He takes it all the time and he loves it. And he was so surprised. I kept telling him because I had tried it and I said, this is great. You have to try it. He's like, OK, I'll, I'll see that for myself. He didn't believe me. And then he tried it and he said, oh, wow, that is good. Um, Hello, I just told you it's good. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15 percent off your first order with offer code Pat. That is BrickHousePat.com. Offer code Pat. 15% off. Go there now. Okay, so this is what bothers me. Everyone's trying to be someone on Instagram. And people who have no expertise in fitness or nutrition or anything like that, they're trying to be an Instagram fitness coach. You haven't seen this because you don't go on Instagram. I think I've heard I've heard of like oh I've heard of all the Instagram you, like fitness models and stuff. Yes, but. it's like that, but it's um it's some I guess it's like an MSM. I I mean they, so they I don't know who started it, but it's these oh my gosh, I'm slightly in shape and sort of skinny and can probably wear um a a, a sports bra Wait, in a, so where are in these a channels? picture. <laughs> For research In a purposes? picture, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, forward um, and so I guess I'll just go on Instagram and use a lot of hashtags and pretend like I know what I'm doing and invite people to work out with me and try to build a following. It's so annoying. And I've got several people on my feed right now. You know some of them. But it's they just they they think that they're they're someone and they're going to be all, all of a sudden randomly they're going to be an Instagram fitness coach. I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing. Why do you think that you can be an Instagram fitness coach? I think I see what's going on here. So like a lot of men go to gyms and this is why I'd never go to a gym. I just built the gym in my garage. But like a lot of men go to gyms not to work out. It's just to watch the women work out. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that you get busted so often like those mirrors are not like, even if you're not staring at them, if you're staring at the mirror, they can still tell. They mm-hmm. still see your eyes staring at them and it's uncomfortable. 
So I think a lot of women figured this out. And they were like, you know what? Let's just give them the same experience, but through Instagram so they can still watch us work out. Obviously, we're not serious about this, but we're just giving them what they want. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously for attention. It's obviously for attention. <laughs> Everyone wants to be an influencer on social media, and it just drives me insane. I get it if it's your expertise or it's your career or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm I post on Instagram stuff all the time, but... You you can't go from knowing nothing about it and pretend and just pretend like you do. Yeah, it drives me insane. Like some people, you just got to be on Instagram just to be on Instagram. Not everyone can be influencers, so stop pretending like you are someone who is an influencer or an expert on a particular thing just to get attention. Everyone sees through it. We know you're not. I tell you what, uh, to bring this maybe into a serious, uh, I guess, topic is, man, you're spitting fire today. I heard, I just heard people like howling all over the building yeah, right well, now. you know, they do uh, that frequently uh, when I speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now you know how every media uh, organization, mainstream media organization in the country feels right now. And TV outlet, as they see their uh, empires crumbling. Mm-hmm. Because everyone can be an influencer now. That's what technology has done in social media and YouTube and all that stuff, the internet. Like, they're, everything's coming down. Yes. Like, the, the TV networks, they're all merging together because they're, they're scared to death. They're absolutely scared to death. Like, if you can be, you can be a 18 year old video game player, mm-hmm. and I'm not even being rhetorical here, and you can make just as much money as a, a movie star, a TV star. Um, I'll do you one better. You can be a seven year old who reviews toys on YouTube. Yeah. And you get paid seven figures. Yeah. What the hell am I doing with my life? I know. I know. <laughs> I'll go review toys. Do I need to be younger? I know. Does, do I need to be seven? I'll go review toys as an adult if I get paid that much money. Peace out, you guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's your reaction. I had the same conversation with that same person with the another one of our writers, and he was said the same thing. What are we doing with our lives, dude? I mean, seriously. I like, we compl- we were just born in the wrong generation. I, I'm over here waking up at three thirty in the morning to get to a radio show. I didn't realize it was as easy as reviewing toys on YouTube. <laughs> right, right. Jeez. So get your son. Now you know where to direct I your son. No, and totally. he's so cute too. I think that he would get. <laughs> he views. would clean house. He really would. We oh were at, we were at Costco yesterday. And all of the food sample ladies were <laughs> fawning all over him. <gasps> oh, you're so pretty, boy. And I was just like, they called him pretty. Yeah, oh I know. And gosh. he doesn't like that either. Yeah, because he already off. knows. He knows his gender role. Yeah. He's like, I'm a boy. I'm not supposed to be pretty. I'm handsome, mommy. And I said, I know, but they just they're they're trying to give you a compliment. So just say thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, my my rant is over. I just, you know, people, try, build, if you want to build a brand, build a brand, but don't pretend you're, you know, some expert on Instagram when everybody knows you're not an expert and your friends and family are judging you. I can promise you that. Your friends and family know what you're doing and they're judging you. Okay, Jason, what you got? Um, so I think, I think we'd be incredibly, uh, I don't know, just stupid. Remiss. No, yeah, remiss to uh, not mention the, uh, the, ridiculous tornado that touched down in Missouri last night. This has got to be, I can't imagine. scare me so much. Scare the crap out of me. Oh my gosh, they scare me so much. Especially, Have you ever been in one? uh, I've been, I've been through several near misses. Uh Uh-huh, I've seen one before that that was absolutely terrifying. It was a ways off, Um, but I've never actually been through. Oh, and there was one that hit, I think it was Norman, Oklahoma a few years ago, 
and Glenn and Mercury One went straight out there. Okay. And I went with them then to see the devastation. Oh, oh my. I bet that's just. It, it looked like, I've been in a war zone. It looked like a war zone. I bet. Your worst nightmare. Do you remember the one that hit in Rowlett a couple Mm-mm. years ago? You don't? No. Oh my gosh. It was like that. It was just, I mean, the houses, they were big two story houses and they were just, there was nothing left. There's nothing left. It was just a pile on the ground. It's insane. You know, we, cause we were talking about this um, before we went on air. If you grew up in Texas as a kid in Texas, um, and it's probably the same in Oklahoma, Kansas, places like oh, that. Yeah, I'm sure Oklahoma probably worse. It's like, oh yeah, but it is that you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like in elementary school, they like every once in a while they'll have a random drill where they like you know the sirens go off, you go into the hallway, you put the book over your head as if that's going to do anything, right? And but like you, so you grow up deathly terrified mm-hmm. of these things, which I guess you should be, but but uh, but so a healthy fear, a healthy fear, I think. <laughs> right? But in last night around 1130, uh, they heard the sirens. They were going off. Uh, I guess you can imagine everyone taking cover. Mm -hmm. Um, The tornado touched down in the uh, capital city of Missouri. In the capital. Wow. Um, They said that they're talking about how the scope of this. Now I can't see it. Um, But I think they said the um, the base of this thing was like a mile wide, which is absolutely nuts. Oh, they said this tornado's funnel was wider than its height. So this thing was freaking huge. Oh, wow. Look at that. They put it up on oh, the yeah. on TV. Insane. Imagine, yeah. Imagine oh. going out and looking at that thing and it's coming your direction. I I'm, I have anxiety just from looking at that. I can't even imagine. So in insane. So yeah, if you're, if you're not watching, just listening, the, the tornado is just is massive. Whew. So so in seeing that and just in hearing how mm-hmm. big it was. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this. There were no deaths reported so far. Wow. No deaths. That's insane. Almost sounds like divine intervention in my book. Yes. So thoughts and prayers, if you ever mock them, they were working last night. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. So they they still might turn up, you know, some deaths, but, but, and I pray that they don't, but even if they do, this is a miracle that it wasn't worse than it, than it, what, than it actually is. I'm looking through some pictures and and the, the devastation is bad. Some of the things that it hit, you know, what you would normally expect. Um, from a from a tornado, but we are, you know, our hearts are definitely going out to the people in Missouri right yes, now, yes, yes, and praying for you, and we are with you, and I hope everything is fine. And in fact, and if you are in Missouri uh, right now, and if you're taking some time out and you're listening to the show, yeah, um, please please call, call in, in please. let us know, uh, let, let us know what it was like, let us know, uh, uh, maybe we can even put uh, uh, Mercury One in contact, you know, mm-hmm. so that maybe they can help out, maybe we can start some balls rolling. Um, but it's very, very early, and uh, so so it's possible. So anyway, so please call in. <laughs> I love that now Jason is in charge of Mercury One. <laughs> They're probably probably gonna get texts yeah. right now, like, "What are you doing?" No, M One's like, "Uh, okay, Jason, hold on here, pump the brakes. We have not discussed this yet." Um, I'm taking initiative on this. I remember. I remember there was a tornado that hit a couple blocks from me, and um, I was home by myself. I did not have my son yet, and I was home by myself. Um, with my pets and it it was it was scary because the windows you know they're double pane windows but I could see and hear the windows actually pulsating Mm, in and out from the winds I mean I I legitimately thought that the windows were going to burst they almost did they were going in and out and I ran into the bathroom and of course I had to get the cat and also the pet rats I had pet rats at the time. And the um, possum and the I raccoon. I wish. 
I wish if I had a possum and a raccoon, they would have their own separate tornado shelter. I'd build one underground so that they could definitely be safe. That's what I love. Not for me, just for my my possum. If an animal is classified as a rodent, Sarah wants it. I love them. <laughs> I love them. And before I get hate tweets about my pet rats, those pet rats are the sweetest. There and people who get hamsters do not. Do not criticize me. Do not judge me. They're like hamsters, but they're way sweeter. They don't bite you because they're actually social creatures. So it's like a hamster, but better because they actually like you. If I was a cat lover like you and I also... They literally would lick my finger. I would get the rats, I think, is probably like a Hunger Games for my cats. So it's like, you know, you set up a, you know, a game area and it's like, you know, for those that are about to die, we salute you. (laughs) I mean, I like the animals. Why would I want them to die? (laughs) I'm just saying that's what I would do. I don't know, it just it, it see it, as I was listening. Yeah, that, to that sounds like something you would do. It sounded funny that you like you like the, you like the predator that eats the mouse, and you like the prey also. That so that's kind of some. It sounds like a very confusing pet situation. Okay, fair point. <laughs> However, I would just like to point out that my cat was more scared of the rats than the rats were of the cat. Absolutely, <laughs> I would put them in the same place, and the rats would go over and sniff the cat, and the cat, you know, was. He was very cautious, and then as soon as the rat would get too close, he's gone. He's the cat is off the couch in the in the other room under the bed, whatever. He he was not having it. You know what cracks me up, and this is he's not exactly a predator though. He's kind of fat. Totally going off the rails here, but I've always been like kind of uh, I've always like people always say you get either got to be a dog person or a cat person. I completely deny that. Yeah, like I agree. I've always thought like a house is complete if you have a dog to protect the house. And you have and a, a cat, cat to be lazy and knock things off the counter, uh, right? <laughs> and you have and you have a cat that can get rid of all the rodents and junk and mm-hmm. like like we mm-hmm. like we uh, we have a cat and and he gets rid of the spiders. He gets like all he scares away all the bugs because he plays with them and stuff. There's Aww, less bugs, less yeah, spiders. Yeah. There's no mice. Yeah. I, I I had an infestation in my garage. Oh, you should have called me. I got my cat. Just unleash the cat. No. Took care of the. Oh, yeah, you would have. I, w- I would take them pet, in. A pet store. I would take them in. <laughs> it's a pet store. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I will say I don't have anything against dogs. I actually really like dogs, but I also like returning them to their owner whenever I'm done playing with them because <laughs> A, they track in a lot of dirt. I mean, it's when it gets rainy and you got to let them out. And then you've just cleaned your house. The housekeeper just left and your dog is coming in and tracking in, you know, muddy footprints or dirty footprints or they go and roll in the grass and then they come in. I can't deal with the 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 dirtiness that comes along with letting the dog in and out. And I just don't want to be that uh, beholden to the dog. I mean, that's, that's a lot of responsibility to, hey, do you want to go grab drinks after work? Actually, I can't. I got to go let my dog out. Yeah, that's true. But the cat's kind of self-sufficient. Yes. That's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. Or, you know, I want to go away for a couple days. I don't need to find someone to come let my cat out, you know, so that he can go to the bathroom twice a day. Let me tell you this. If you saw my wife's new dog, you would not get, you would steal it and run to the border. What is it? So you could get away from it. You ready to see it? Yeah. I'll show it to you. <gasps> oh, it's so little. Oh my gosh. It's a teacup Yorkie. Oh. It is tidy. <laughs> it's cute. Okay, so what's the frame of reference for how small it actually is? Oh my gosh. It's a uh, 
like two <gasps> fists, maybe. No way. Yeah, and it shouldn't get any bigger than that. No. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh my gosh, does she carry it around in a handbag? All the freaking time. I, okay, that's that would be the only reason that I would want a dog is so that I could carry it around in a little bag. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they they she'll go to those like swanky malls, you know. Yes. But then she's got like the handbag for the swanky mall. So it's the really nice, like yes. black leather, like yes. with a little window, you yes. know, so people can see. But then when we go <gasps> to like the, the the like the low cash malls, <laughs> there's just like the you know, it's like a I don't know, like a grocery store cloth yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I now I will say I don't understand uh, dog policies these days because I always used to think okay, places like Home Depot and stuff like that, they will let you um, you know take your dog in, and that was just kind of understood. But I'm seeing dogs everywhere these days. And I have to wonder, I mean, people have allergies to dogs too, right? Not just cats. I've never heard of allergies for dogs. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I guess I'll have to look it up. But I just assumed that people would have allergies to pets. And then I always thought, huh, that's unfair to the people who have allergies (laughs) to to the dogs. But I don't know. Are you saying it's like discriminatory? Yeah. Oh, that's totally. Yeah, I'm saying like, what if what if I had a dog allergy and I walked into the mall, and someone like your wife, who's lovely, so I'm not targeting your wife, but you know, someone's walking their their dog, and I'm like, I can't be in this area because this person brought their dog. Yeah. Well, they're not supposed to let those dogs into public places like that unless they're uh, like service, service animals. Yeah, service animals. But people like seriously, you just saw that dog. It's like literally, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a teacup Yorkshire Terrier. And the size of two fists, two small fists together. You're not going to say, hey, ma'am, could you please take that dog out of here? You're just not. Right. Yeah. It's but so they just let that stuff go. Well, also uh, what it takes to get a, you know, an animal registered as a, a service animal these days is getting more lax because a lot of places now include the emotional. Yeah. What is it? Emotional support animal. Yeah, right. My friend just got one recently. As classified as an emotional support animal? Yes. And I need to talk to her. I saw it online (laughs) and it was all I could do not to call her out publicly and say, what the hell are you talking about? You don't need an emotional support animal. What do they put? You need a service animal. What do they put for justification on the application? They say they said the anxiety and this calms them down. I guess. I'd like to do that for my cat. (laughs) You know what? Maybe that's how I get a possum. Oh, man. Maybe that's how I get a possum is I say I've just I have anxiety not having a possum. And this is the it's causing me great distress. (laughs) And I really need you to sign off on this doctor because I don't know how I'm going to live anymore, honestly, without a possum in my life. You would think possum anxiety would be the fear of possums because they're <laughs> nasty, ugly creatures. But possum anxiety for you is the fear of being without them. Yes. <laughs> what, a, what a weird switcheroo. Yes. Did, I, did, you, did I show you when I had the possums in my backyard? Yeah. I was so hoping they would stay. We left out chicken. We did everything. And by oh we, I mean me and my son. My husband was not all about it. Wait, wait, where'd you determine that possums are are, uh, poultry animals? I mean, they eat trash, so I just figured they would eat scraps. So possums are big on that poultry. Poultry items. They, was they're it, was trash it, eaters. They're a, not, I would assume they wouldn't be picky, Jason. Did you give them a Were leg? they going to five-star dining restaurants? Did you give them a thigh or a breast? It was a leg. 
Was I believe. W- why, oh, white or dark meat. I guess that's... Well, a leg is dark meat, idiot. <laughs> you made sure that... <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. But... <laughs> So I lo- okay. So we left food out a couple days. We've totally derailed this conversation. So the first day, uh, I will have you know, naysayer, naysayer, sir. I will have you know that the the bone was exposed the first day. Something. I mean, I can't prove that it was the possum, but something came and ate that chicken, and it was just bones. And so I thought. It was a false sense of confidence. It was a, I, I should not have gotten excited so quickly because I thought we got them. We got them. They've seen that they can eat this food. They enjoyed the chicken. They ate all of it except the bones. We're in. We Wait, got them. These when, are going to be our pets. Are they were just going to keep coming back? Yes. So it's kind of like uh, Dance with Wolves when he kept feeding him yes. the beef jerky. Yes. Eventually he knows where she, she knows where she's going to get her food. And by the way, for those of you who uh, I think I posted, did I post the picture on social media? Maybe I, I did. didn't I? I think that's where I saw it, yeah. Um, it, by the way, this is how exciting it was. It was a mama, a mama possum, and two baby possums that are riding on her, on her back, because that's how, you know, that's how possums do. They carry their baby offspring, and they just cling to their mom's backs. <laughs> this is, I, I hate this radio show now. I just, I absolutely hate it. We and will get I to walk, something serious soon. I promise. I, wa- I walked out. No, you don't promise. <laughs> I, I walked it, outside. I <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I walked down the hallway and looked outside on my back porch. And there were just these two baby possums clinging to the mom. And the mom was sniffing around looking for food. How can you not want to take these babies in? They're possums. And so I, well, so I had a false sense of security that I, they knew where they were going to find their food. These are babies. I could raise them as infants. You know, from infancy, they eventually would come into my house. We would have very good times together. These, I mean, I did. It was my life was. I could see it in my mind. This my is, future life with possums, and then it all got taken out from under me. This is when the husband steps in and kind of like <laughs> asserts his dominance. I think that's what. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Do you know us? Oh, I hope he's listening right now. I I don't know if he is, but I'm not saying anything about dominance. What I am saying is he loves me so much. He would do anything for me. Mr. Gonzalez, please stop by the radio room uh, on your way in so we can have this conversation. Actually, that's funny. Did you see his nameplate that uh, that everyone got him? He came back from from getting married and he had a new nameplate. He is, you know, the senior director here uh, at Blaze TV and he had a new nameplate that they made him. That that had my last name as Gonzalez <laughs> instead of his last name, and he looked at it and laughed. You know, some men would be offended by that. Yeah, I would have probably snapped it in two. Yeah, he looked at it and, <laughs> and then said, set it on fire. He looked at it and he goes, "It's about right. <laughs> oh, man. It's about right." I love him. He's oh, the best. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, so there are really awful diseases out there that I know a lot of researchers are working on. Um, you know, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, um, things you get from possums. No, actually, by the way, I don't think that you can get rabies from possums. Everyone's like rabies. (laughs) And then I read an article. Yes. I read an article that like possums are immune to rabies. Ha (laughs) suck it. Haters. Get on with your, get on with your commercial. (laughs) 
So uh, rabies, that's a bad illness as well. But, you know, all of these in, in all seriousness, these are really bad illnesses that we have, you know, American doctors and researchers. They are researching. They spend countless number of hours and investments trying to find cures for these really bad diseases. But... We've got uh, also government officials like HHS Secretary Alex Azar who want to set all of this innovation back decades. And Azar thinks that we should let foreign countries dictate um, how much medicine costs in America. Price control from foreign countries. Oh, my gosh. What could possibly go wrong with that? Yeah, that's what's happening, um, you know, in the UK there. They see shortages of medications and they see, you know, they can't access their doctors. They've got to wait a really long time. We don't want socialist medicine. That's why we live here in America. Um, so we need your help right now. FreedomWorks is leading the charge to tell Secretary Azar that we don't want this. We do not want this policy. We don't want it in our country. But FreedomWorks needs your help. You can go to freedomworks.org slash pat and tell Secretary Azar to fix patients, not prices, before countless Americans suffer. This is really, really bad. We've got to put a stop to it. It is freedomworks.org slash pat. Go there now and take action. <laughs> I have to tell you, Pat actually, Pat himself, uh, called me out when I was reading that over on the News and White Matters at uh, 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central on weeknights on Blaze TV. <laughs> you know, on, the, on the, the thing, it says WWW. And so I kept saying WWW. And Pat was like, oh, you, wait, that's WWW? Is, is he showing out four of W's? Yeah, or? and he made fun of me. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have to say that. You're right, Pat. More tech savvy than me, I guess. Whatever. is not here. Pat, well, Pat Gray is here. He will be here filling in for Glenn Beck once again later. But you're stuck with us for now. I am Sarah Gonzalez uh, here along with Jason Buttrell, Sarah Gonzalez TX, all across social media, all across the social medias. You can follow me on Instagram. Which uh, is pointless. Well, I, it's not though because I post Instagram stories that they don't want to miss. Oh, I post the Instagram Ask Me Anythings. Because on the stories, you have a, there's a little tab that you can put that when the viewers watch it, it says ask a question. Can and they can ask you a question and then it goes to my inbox and I can answer the question on my story. Can't do that on Twitter? Well, you can, but then everyone sees who asks your questions and it's very public. But this is private because no one can see who asks the question. Ah. It's just answered. Jason, I don't have time to explain <laughs> social media to you. Okay. I'm never I just gonna don't get it. have the time. Never. Uh, also, if you do the YouTube thing, subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel. It's called Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. I've got some videos up there. Um, you know, they keep me busy hosting the news and why it matters. But sometimes I, I got to just get my stuff out. <laughs> I got to just I, I have rants uh, sometimes. I know you'd think that Jason is the only one here who has rants. <laughs> but I have rants every once in a while that I got to get out of my system. And that's how I do it. So uh, go subscribe now. Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Um, let's see. Libertarian Ninja said the gym I used to go to had a separate women's only exercise area to prevent guys from staring at them. That's great. That's good. That, that really is, is really funny, actually, too. And as a husband that's very protective of his wife, I and yeah. and like my wife, Are you? That, that really. Are you jealous? 
Uh, oh, yeah. Really? Totally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah homie, don't play that. really yeah homie don't play that okay um but yeah and but but she but maybe i'm i'm maybe oversensitive on that because she is also like very like that like it messes with her like she gets nervous you know i mean because people have been too aggressive before yeah yeah. and and i mean you don't want something messing like that messing with your workout you want to be able to focus be in the zone and there's weirdos out there yes beyond that so yeah that's awesome that's a really cool gym uh matt says he is an expert at 12 ounce curls 12 ounce curls, he can do them all day. I am right there with you, Matt, except it's more like six ounces because it's wine, which just means I have to do more of them, right? I'll do it. I'm down for the task. Kara said uh, she agrees with me, Jason. She had mice when she was a kid and they had sugar gliders. Oh, I always wanted a sugar glider too. Oh my god. Very social gracious. animals and sweet as can be. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Recoom Boom said a rat and a hamster are 10 times different in size. And I think a gerbil would be closer. And as <laughs> Jason said, the cat is self-sufficient and can crap in the toilet if trained. It's true. Possums, not pets. They've got things you can order online to train them to crap in the toilet. In the I know. Toilet. It's crazy. That's kind of amazing. It, That's cool. Cats are smart. Cats are really smart. It's just getting your cat to give a crap about what you want. Yeah. I'm talking about crapping. <laughs> They can crap in the toilet. They just don't give a crap if you want them to. Yeah. They're not going to do it. They're only going to do it if they feel inclined to do so. Yes. Which yes. is kind of funny about Right. Cats. They have to do it on their terms. Except my my <laughs> big cat. We have a little cat and she's terrible. But my big cat, um, he it actually, he's like, I call him a cat dog because he just, <laughs> he, he all he wants to do is please me. It's amazing. Uh, let's see. Rants Out Loud said an emotional support animal is a freaking pet. It doesn't need to go to the store with you. If you must bring them with you, leave them in the car with the windows down. Wow. What a hater. <laughs> Just kidding. I, <laughs> I totally understand. Um, Ed wants to know if my pet rats were gay because he just learned on Arthur that they... There are gay <laughs> rats that marry aardvarks. Nice. I actually always thought that they were all aardvarks. <laughs> it was a revelation to me that there were that that Arthur was a rat. <laughs> um, all right, before we uh, before we get into, I guess, I guess we'll talk about like real news stories and stuff. If we must. I mean, I, I will under protest, but not the kind of protest that Jason wants. <laughs> Dang it. Come on. Everybody that's listening right now, their eyes poked out. They were going to Instagram right now. (laughs) We'll still go to Instagram and follow me, but you never know. Uh, All right. So Memorial Day weekend's coming up. And although maybe it's not the the best way to celebrate, I know a lot of us are just going to be gorging because that's what Americans do. That's what we do to celebrate. We stuff our faces. Make sure that you have Ridiazone to help you uh, on your journey after you have gorged yourself. Ridiazone contains OEA, which stands for a word that I cannot pronounce and will not try to pronounce, but OEA is actually something that is naturally found in our bodies, and it's supposed to send a signal to our brain that we're full. But a lot of us don't produce enough OEA. We don't produce enough OEA to actually get that strong signal, so we just keep eating the hot dogs, we keep eating the chips and dip, and we gain weight. Um, so because Ridizone contains OEA, you get a better dose of it and it helps boost your metabolism and also reduce your appetite. It's also found in olive oil. So here are your choices. You can either get Ridizone and take the capsule before your meals and it works, or you can chug olive oil. I don't recommend that. I mean, you can try it. I don't think it's going to work for you. Go to R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. You can get a special offer right now. It's 30% off with offer code, uh, PAT. 
Offer code PAT. 30% off a three-month supply at R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Go there now. All right, Jason. This is, I am, I am, this is under duress right now at this point. I would rather talk about (laughs) cats and possums and all the creatures that I want and eventually will have. But go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, actually that, that would be kind of fun. We should do, just do like a, that's another YouTube channel. Maybe we could do just like Sarah's wonderful world of the wild or something like that. I'll work on the title. Liberty Squared actually just said that they're not liking the show. Enough (laughs) about purses and possums. Can Jason speak? Okay. We're letting Jason speak right now. Um, so when we got, when we got off the radio, uh, radio show yesterday, I ran outside and there were, and all the TVs were on and Trump was talking from the Rose Garden. Yes. I was like, whoa, what's, what's happening there? Mm-hmm. So I like ran to C-SPAN to like check it out. Isn't it like everything happens right after radio? Always. It, always. But it never fails. It doesn't matter what time the radio program is. It's no. always just right after right you get after. off radio. You're Anytime like, oh crap. I know. That just happened. Totally. <laughs> but so like, I, I was like, what the heck is going on? I didn't even know. I guess I was working on something else. The, the president had a meeting scheduled with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. And um, they were supposed to talk about this ridiculous $2 trillion infrastructure plan, which I was livid about when I heard about it. I was like, no, yeah, we don't need to be spending $2 trillion right now. We're already in debt. That's well, what, absolutely insane. But they could just print more, Jason. Oh, just yeah. No, no problem. Just print yeah. more money. It's fine. Modern monetary theory. Guys, actually look up modern monetary theory as some of your research to look into. It's something that the progressives and the left are looking at now to basically green light any project they want to do. So pretty much in a nutshell, this is another rant. But modern monetary theory basically says that, hey, as long as people are consuming things, we can print money however we want. Yeah. Debt does yeah, not matter at all. That's fine. Does that make sense to people at all? I mean, that wouldn't. That makes sense in no economic model whatsoever. But they're saying that, hey, yeah, as long as people are consuming things, no problem. Debt makes no whatever. But modern monetary theory, check that out. Um, but anyway, so <clears throat> they were all sitting in there. And think about this scene. The scene is set. You got Chuck Schumer. You got Nancy Pelosi. You got uh, whoever else is with them. And they're all sitting there in the Oval Office waiting for the president to come in. The Nancy Pelosi had just said maybe just a couple hours before that the president was involved in a cover-up and they were starting to dance around the impeachment you know, conversations. Why would you do this? Why would you do this when you know exactly how the president's going to re- react to this? Mm-hmm. So this is, the, this is how it went down. He walks into the office. They've all been waiting for him. You know he made them wait for at least 15, 20 minutes you know, just to kind of let, you know, let the tensions build. They say that he walked through the door Basically looked at them and said, hey, I was, you know, all about talking infrastructure for you guys, was ready to make a deal, but you just said this, so not today. <laughs> Get the heck out of my office. He spun on his heel, walked straight to the Rose Garden, and do we, we, uh, and do we have this thought? He walked straight to the so Rose Garden I and said this. to do a meeting on infrastructure with Democrats, not really thinking they wanted to do infrastructure or anything else other than investigate and I just saw that Nancy Pelosi, just before our meeting, made a statement that we believe that the President of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Well, it turns out I'm the most, and I think most of you would agree to this, I'm the most transparent President probably in the history of this country. And instead of walking in happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that had just said that I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. You people know that probably better than anybody. (laughs) To to my way of thinking, and I know a lot of you agree with me, the crime was committed on the other side. 
This whole thing was a takedown attempt at the President of the United States. Thank you, everybody. Have you read the full Mueller report? That's amazing. Stop, stop. That's amazing. This is hilarious because this is this is why a lot of people voted for Donald yes. Trump. Yes. They wanted yes. someone to come in and call them on their bullcrap. Yes. And then be really tough with them. And I saw Britt Hume tweeted out like either yesterday or this morning uh, saying how, hey, you know, the president's numbers should be a lot higher um, right now. Um, you know, the economy's strong, a lot of things going well. But because of behavior like this, he was he was arguing that this is why his numbers are lower. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I was about to say the same thing. I don't know. I, I, I would say more that uh, imagine if the media actually gave him fair treatment right. and they didn't <clears throat> act as if he had committed collusion for two entire years and the American public was just con- completely inundated with that for two years thinking that there was some evidence that everyone saw that the president was committing all of these crimes. I totally agree. Imagine if he actually got fair coverage on that. I think that is what his what his numbers are all about. I I totally agree. This has been the most insane one sided attack on a president that I can imagine. I remember how bad it was under George W. Um, But even that wasn't as bad as it is now. Uh, And it's hilarious now when when the left talks about, you know, like you have people like uh, Senator Warren saying they won't go on Fox News because they're acting like a propaganda arm for the president. Girl, every other media outlet out there acts as a propaganda outlet for the other side. There's one mainstream outlet out there that doesn't follow that line and they freak out. If one, if someone there's a, a litmus test for, you know, if if I find you credible um, in your opinion on the media. You have to say every single mainstream media outlet is biased in some way. If you cannot admit that, yeah. I don't want to listen to what you have to say. Yeah. My my issue though is that when like Fox News doesn't doesn't pretend really to to be you know, on the right, left or right, whatever. They right. don't pretend. MSNBC does not pretend. Right. I hold them to a different standard. I hate them, but I hold them to I don't but I don't hate them as much as I hate CNN right now. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think but I think that I mean, would you think that Rachel Maddow would say that she considers herself a journalist? Absolutely. Yeah. But but, but she's not reporting like a, a balanced, unbiased party. Right. So there's sure. still kind of. But she doesn't claim it. to be unbiased. CNN does. That's true. That's true. Like you can be like Chris Cuomo Brian or Stelter. Stelter. Oh, my oh. gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can't stand him. See, these are the people that are like, they're like, they're just flabbergasted. They're just shocked when they're like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> people are calling us out on this. Well, yeah, because it's so obvious that you're one sided and biased, but you're claiming to be just reporting the news. You yeah. know what I mean? Chris Chris Cuomo. I was listening to uh, to the radio this morning and I heard Chris Cuomo said that Congress should follow through with impeachment to find out if the president did anything Oh my god! That would require impeachment. Okay, if we followed that standard, every president <laughs> should be impeached. That's nuts. Well, and how how uh, how similar does it sound to? Well, we have to pass the bill so you can find out what's exactly, in it. They're exactly. Just like, well, we have to follow through with Good it point. so we can find out if we should be following through exactly. with it. Exactly. <laughs> Idiots. Um, he the president kept talking. He kept he call it kept calling the impeachment the I word, which cracked me up in that speech. He was the like, I they keep throwing around the I word, <laughs> you know, in the investigations. It was funny. Um, and it was right like right after that, I saw uh, Representative Nunez was on Fox News and he was talking about uh, how he thought that more information was about it was just about to come out on mm-hmm. the investigations mm-hmm. and uh, and more importantly, under Spygate, 
Sarah, I went down the rabbit hole yesterday. No. I was, you? I was working on a different show for Glenn, and then I completely just full stop and opened up a completely new project. This in is my the most workflow. believable story I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm focusing on this for an, a solid day. This was nuts what I started reading about. And especially, so this is this quote right here from Nunez. I'm just going to read it real quick. This is a quote. He goes, it is impossible that Mifsud, I'll get to who he is in a second, is a Russian asset. He is a former diplomat with the Malta government. He lived in Italy. He worked and taught FBI, trained FBI officials, and worked with the FBI officials. End quote. He went on to say that CIA, FBI, NSA, they all had some explaining to do, um, and that they were hiding something on this man. Now, if you guys don't remember, Joseph Massoud, do you remember who this was? No. So Joseph Massoud is the person that the entire Russia collusion thing centers around. We would not have this investigation if it wouldn't have been for Joseph Massoud. Okay. So Joseph Massoud, he's the um, he's the guy that met George Papadopoulos in London and said that, uh, hey, the Russians have thousands of Hillary Clinton emails, uh, you know, just in case you want to know. Okay. And then Papadopoulos, then he took that rumor and then he's the one that mentioned that to that Australian diplomat, Downer, I think was his name. Which, by the way, can I just interrupt you really quickly and tell yeah. everyone, if you guys have not checked out Papadopoulos' Twitter feed, oh my gosh, <laughs> go follow him now. He is wild and he is throwing shade Big time. all over the place. It's just, I mean, I don't know if he's he's telling the truth, but it's entertaining. He's like, he, uh, Washington Post, their little, mag, their magazine section or whatever, just did a profile, a really long profile. It came out two days ago on both him and his wife. Mm-hmm. They are impossible not to like. Yeah. You read it and you'll just and like, okay, super I like Super power couple. Yeah, right. Right? And she is smoking. She is really hot. She oh my really gosh. Hot. Wow. Um, so anyway, that's who that's who Miss Mifsud is. So I was like, what the heck is Nunez talking about? Uh, because I haven't read, I, I read in the Mueller report that, you know, Mifsud's, you know, his, you know, involvement with this case. And I knew mm-hmm. where the, all that spun from. But I was like, what the heck is going on with this guy? So I started looking into him. So the FBI said that he had all this kind of centers around, is Mifsud credible? And they said, yes, he is. He has substantial Russian contacts. So I said, and, and with, with the Russian government. So I started looking at his Russian contacts and I'm like, I don't see any Russian contacts. Like there's a few, but they're very, very mundane, mm-hmm. very mundane. I was like, that doesn't seem like you would, you know, you would consider this guy like a Russian asset, but they're calling him basically, they're saying, Hey, this guy's a Russian asset and he's trying to like reach out to the Trump campaign. But the, the but the context just don't really show that. Mm-hmm. So I kept looking through and I found uh, his lawyer. His lawyer uh, has been making a lot of contacts lately. Mifsud just disappeared. He just dropped off the face of the map. And some people thought, hey, maybe uh, the Russians went and killed him because, you know, he talked too much or he got outed. And now the whole plan's out there. It turns out that his lawyer said that, no, Masood's still alive. He just had to go underground somewhere in Italy. So they said that he's in Rome somewhere. And there was, he said that there's this university that's like paying his bill, but he's staying low. He's assumed another identity so he can just get people off his back. So I looked through and I found the, uh, the, 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 the college that is paying for that well has claimed that this lawyer claimed is paying for his house and it's a college called link university okay. link campus university it's in italy so link campus university was uh was was started by both uh founded by both mifsud and this guy named Vince, vincenzo scotti vincenzo vincenzo and vincenzo is a former ministry of interior and ministry of foreign affairs with the italian government 
Um, I don't really know how their intelligence services work, but people were claiming that he's like this linked him into the intelligence apparatus uh, within Italy. Well, Mifsudin and Scotty, they started uh, Link Campus University and, and Mifsud was uh, like their head of international relations, mm-hmm. I believe. Do you have to go? Do, do, do I need to like uh, finish this? We've got like 30 it? seconds and then okay, so, give them a tease, Jason. So when you hear about who this guy's contacts really are, they ain't Russian. You're going to be like, holy crap, is this dirty? And I want an investigation now into Spygate. I wasn't really sure if I even believe Spygate. Ooh. I'm on board now. Ooh. Stand by to stand by after this. Jason is going full Alex Jones <laughs> after the break. But first, uh, the FBI's former head of cybercrimes went on 60 Minutes recently and warned homeowners that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home online. Huh, who knew? Well, Jason did because he went on the dark web and saw all of these home titles for sale for like 40 bucks. Straight you scary. Buy, you want to buy someone's home? 40 bucks. You can buy someone's home. This is something that is happening more frequently. It is one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. Home title fraud. Uh, Identity theft programs do not protect you. Banks do not protect you. The only way to do it is to go to Home Title Lock. They are America's leading title and mortgage guardian. Find out now if you've been a a victim at HomeTitleLock.com. Get that scan for free. It's a $100 value when you sign up. Don't let cyber thieves steal your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com is the only way you're going to know. Go there now. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome back. Uh, Hour two of Pat Gray Unleashed. Sarah Gonzalez and Jason Buttrell filling in for Pat Gray. You can call us. On the telephone, if you're not uh, antisocial, 888-900-3393, especially if you want to talk about possums, call us. I feel like we are going to get this subject trending. I feel like we're going to, we're going to get, um, we're going to get some much needed attention to the fact that possum lives matter. And I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your help with this endeavor. Uh, Jason is going to get back into his Alex Jones mode, but uh, first I want to talk to you about a cruise that's taking place next spring that you really, really, really have to be on. I'm trying to find out how I can get on it because it sounds so awesome. So it's a 14 day cruise um, next spring sailing in the Eastern Mediterranean visiting. Check this out. Okay, it's I'm I'm gonna tell you all of the places, and every time I tell you a new place, it's gonna build it more and more and more, and then your head's just gonna explode. Italy, Croatia, Jerusalem, Israel, Athens, and Greece. Oh my gosh, that's like the coolest cruise ever. Is it Athens and Greece? Like those two separate places? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading what they want me to read, Jason. Jerk. I love you so much. (laughs) So cruise through history. If that wasn't enough to sell you, you're going to have the best cruise partners ever. Glenn Beck, Stubergear, Bill O'Reilly, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin. Can you imagine all of the history tidbits you're going to hear? Crazy. From from all of these guys. They are the history buffs. They were born to go on this cruise with you guys and teach you all of this stuff. This is the roots of Western civilization. You do not want to miss out. Uh, They have different packages and stuff to choose from. So you're going to want to go and pick out all of your, you know, your package selections and view all of the details at come sail away 
Com. That is comesailaway.com. Bring your kids, bring your grandkids. This is going to be the trip of a lifetime. Uh, Jason and I are trying to figure out how we can yes. how we can get on. But in all reality, everyone else is going to be gone. So we're probably going to be waking up and doing 12 hours of radio. I think a social media campaign, everyone listening, say, you know, <laughs> attack them. Never mind, I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you are. Actually. I mean, I'm not saying, but no, I'm really saying. <laughs> I mean, just don't. I'm not asking you to do it, but if you want to do it, you do you. We feel so inclined. <laughs> All right, Jason, keep going. So where do we leave off in the saga? You being of Alex Spygate? Jones. So this is so you're calling me that now. You are going to change your tune. Um, I, I guarantee. I mean, I'll still call you it. <laughs> um, so we left off Joseph Massoud uh, again if you're just now tuning in he was the guy that Devin Nunes is saying hey the FBI and CIA are hiding something on him and there's rumors that something is coming out soon I know rumors whatever but I actually believe it now I think there will be something coming out and I think the FBI and CIA are involved in something I think they know about something and they're not tipping their hat I think that they're keeping this out of uh, I, I, uh, this goes way into the weeds and something that I'll, I'm going to have Glenn explain later on a chalkboard because it gets so confusing. Oh, you're going to have but Glenn do that? I'm going to have him do this. You're going to instruct him to do that? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> That's I'm, one of my jobs. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that you'll, uh, <laughs> you'll go ahead. Boss man over here is going to have Glenn explain all that for you. Um, but... So anyway, so Joseph Massoud, he's the one that kicked off this entire uh, thing. There wouldn't be a Russia collusion investigation if not for this man. There would be no Mueller investigation without, if not for this man. So this is huge right now. So his lawyer came out and said not only was he not dead and he's still alive, but he, is, um, he said he has no Russian contacts. He's not an, an agent of the mm-hmm. Russian government. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and this is an Italian newspaper that I'll tweet you guys out uh, after the show. Or in a break, he goes, in fact, he has more contacts with Western intelligence. Hmm. He goes, all his contacts are with Western intelligence agencies, not the Russians. Huh. I'm like, what? Like, what the what? (laughs) I'm like, what? How is every media outlet in the country not, first of all, reporting about what his personal lawyer said? But also looking to do a, a deeper dive. Are you really shocked, though? No, I'm not shocked okay. at all. But I'm being totally rhetorical. But, like, this is insane that they're not looking into this. So this guy, his partner, uh, Vicenzo Scotti, and, um, who is, has, is all the way up into the Italian government, and Mifsud, they start this Link Campus University. So Link Campus University has a, a, a very uh, interesting degree plan. One of them is a master. Uh, it's a master's in intelligence and something else. So basically, if you want to get a job at, uh, I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought because I looked up on the callers and people want to talk about possums. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Um, yeah, no. Oh, we will get to your call, Frank. You stay on. Maybe, Frank. We maybe. Will, we will get to your call, Frank. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, if you basically, if you want to get a job, or if you, actually, if you have a, a entry-level job at the CIA, you have an entry-level job at MI6 in the UK, or any other NATO, you know, uh, intelligence agency, and you want to get, you know, that higher pay, and you want to get up there and do more greater things, become director one day, then you can go to this university, Link Campus University, and you can get your master's in intelligence and analysis. And so kind of an interesting, I've never heard of this. No. If there had been a degree plan like this when I was in school, I totally would have got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally would have done it. So I was like, okay, well, that's one. That's very interesting. But like, let's say, but they don't have like a relationship with the CIA or FBI because then that would be going too far. I'd be like, screw that. You would think. 
And they do. Oh. And they freaking do. Shocking. Um, the, the CIA and FBI coordinated with them to have a, 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 a conference. This was back in 2004. CIA and Linkham University organized a conference, I'm quoting from an article here, a conference in Rome attended by intelligence and police officials of nearly 30 Western countries, including Jeez. then CIA uh, Deputy Director of Intelligence, Jami Misik. This, is, this was reported by the, I found that in the Washington Post. Former CIA analyst Stephen Marin was a guest lecturer at, the, at, at Link. I tweeted at him yesterday. And uh, I asked him, hey, were you in the CIA when this happened? Did you know Masood? Did you run into him? He was very kind of like uh, snarky coming back at me. He obviously oh. sounded like he didn't. He was So to, to clear up in, in that way, he was not a part member of the CIA at that time. Um, so, yeah, he, he wasn't a part of that. He, he was, I think when he was doing that, he was like a contractor or something like that. Uh, and now he works for a, a university. He, um, this guy that I just mentioned, he still goes. It, it, I looked in 2018. He's still giving lectures there. But as he most snarkily pointed out to me on Twitter, that's kind of what professors do. They go to universities Ew. and talk about. I know. Yeah, he, he was not happy that I was asking Rude. those questions. Um, but anyway, but it doesn't matter if he wasn't a part of it then when he was giving lectures, the, uh, the then, the, the, the then the, the, CIA the, the, deputy the, the, director for intelligence was. And huh. they helped coordinate this. Huh. So, I mean, this is dirty. Yeah. So you have a guy that has that they are saying uh, Mifsud that they are saying has Russian contacts and you know Russian intelligence contacts, but it's the exact opposite. He ain't got him. He's at this university that he helped found. Wow. And he's coordinating with the CIA to do in, uh, to do lectures on intelligence and intelligence analysis. So now think about that meeting in, a, in that through that lens in that context. We have a guy that was you know that he he met uh, Papadopoulos I think in Italy, uh, working for some other company. Everyone says that Papadopoulos is this braggadocious dude. That that's kind of like his likability. He he's like oh, he wants everyone yes, to like him. Yes. And even as quoted in the, in this uh, Washington Post magazine uh, um, you know profile, his wife said he's a BSer. She's that's like, well, he goes, yep, that's Georgie, you know, that's, that's Papa D. He, uh, <laughs> he he likes to, you know. Hey, he, that's a cool nickname. Papa D. Papa D. Yeah, that's not mine. The, the, somebody else is using that, but I liked it. But um, but old Papa D likes to like, you know, kind of over-exaggerate. Mm -hmm. So even in, it kind of like confirms it in the Mueller report when he was saying, uh, oh yeah, like I totally have these like cool Russian contacts, you know, in the ambassador for Russia, like I've got the meeting set up. Nah, he didn't really. Like he, he was like kind of like he was telling the Trump administration that while also telling the uh, the big, you know, some of these like other contacts that, oh, I, I'm like this, like fingers, you know, crossed together. Uh, I'm like that with Trump. Like we're, we're homies. Right, right, yeah. right. We play we play 18 holes every Saturday, you know, like stuff like that. Right. So he's he's doing this BSing on both sides to try and be like the man to try and seem like he's more like, you know, he's more connected than he really is. So who better? If you are, let's say John Brennan, head of the CIA, or somebody else in the CIA is like, we have this braggadocious Trump official. We don't want Trump elected. We think, we think that they're a threat to the United States government. But we now have this one guy that's bragging about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is all hypothetical, guys. Um, let's say then they're like, okay, Mifsud, which we have a relationship with. We, we work with his university all the time. 
Let's have him just kind of throw this out there. Actually, let's see if he is a Trump supporter or not, actually, first. Yeah. Well, it turns out that he is a very big supporter for the uh, for the Clinton Foundation um, and for Hillary Clinton herself. Um, so wait a minute. He's one of the homies. So let's have him throw this rumor out there. Hmm. Let's see if he goes bragging, which he did to an Australian uh, diplomat to make it seem like he was in the know. You know what I mean? Right, right. Then the FBI gets tipped off, which is what happened. Then they send an investigator to go spy on him, which happened. Then they send a second uh, female to be flirtatious to get additional information. All of these things start going all of uh, pretty soon. What was it? Weeks later, the entire Russia collusion investigation is kicked off. Everything starts spinning as it was designed, kind of like Palpatine, exactly as planned at that point. This, I'm sorry, this is, is this conspiracy theory? Well, kind of, because we are talking about a conspiracy, right? <laughs> yes. But conspiracies yes. are legit. There are, yes, there are some that and, happen. And, and without all the information, we do have to theorize on some of this. Mm-hmm. But people like uh, Representative Nunes are dropping these hints. These hints are starting to get out there. There is a very shady thing going on with his masood. He had more contacts with Western intelligence agencies, a relationship with the CIA, which would lend cre- <laughs> which would lend credibility. <laughs> What's that laugh? Yeah, that just came out. I, <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just totally came out. Um, <laughs> caught like a sneeze. Which, which would lend credibility to <laughs> Papadopoulos, who is again. I said, go follow him on Twitter. He is. He's throwing out some wild accusations that kind of go along with what you're saying. And he is saying it's not often that you get someone who, you know, had a FISA warrant used against them who is saying, release the FISA warrant. Let everyone see. Let everyone see all of these real reasons why you guys did what you did. I want the public to know what is actually going on. It's not often that you see that. Um, in someone who, you know, had a FISA warrant used against them. So the fact that he is, he's sounding the alarms too, really lends credibility to your theory. And and a lot of people are saying, I wish I could remember who it was. Uh, I don't, maybe Trey Gowdy. I don't remember who it was. But they were hinting at the fact that there was information in. It was Trey Gowdy. In the, was it him? That, that was saying that it would completely exonerate mm-hmm. Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm. But they left it out of the Mueller report. It wasn't even in the redacted portion. Wow. But they left it out because they did not want people to know. Because if they then if they knew that, they knew the entire investigation was based off of a sham. Mm-hmm. That right there will be a linchpin to a lot of things. If even if the stuff that myth, if if the Mifsud stuff never comes out, never comes out. If yeah. the CIA like Which, has already be, burned all that stuff. Let's be real. It probably won't. Probably won't. But so let's say it doesn't. They don't even really need it. If they can find out that Papadopoulos was completely exonerated and it was in the transcripts, then all of this was for nothing. All of this was based off of a lie. And not only was it based off of a lie, but the FBI knew it was a lie. Mm -hmm. They knew it. And still they kept re-upping that fi- those FISA uh, those those FISA recertifications every six months or whatever to continue spying on the campaign. I just want wow. his- I just want history to reflect that James Comey is a dirtbag. That's what I want. I want that in the history books. I want some sort of concrete proof that James Comey is I mean, that's not all I want. But that would be nice because he has handled this just like such an arrogant SOB. Oh, yeah, and he continues to. Yes! His stupid uh, his pictures on Twitter. insufferable Twitter. Twitter. Uh, uh, these, like, landscapes. So many, so many questions. So many questions. Look at this giant tree. 
so many questions. Shut up, idiot. Shut up. Good gosh. Uh, all right. Uh, that, that'll be enough out of you, Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> I would like to actually, if, if you're on Twitter, if you're, if you're awake right now, let me know what you think about this. Did you already know some of this stuff? If you didn't, are you now like, what the heck? Please look into this. <laughs> Do some of your, oh, how dare you? If you're watching TV, how dare you? <laughs> Wow, I can see I can see the resemblance. There's Alex Jones on one side, Jason Buttrell on the other, separated at birth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Glenn launched realestateagentsitrust.com. It was really, really simple. They moved al- around a lot. Uh, you know, you you work in radio, you move around all the time, and you start discovering that a lot of people call themselves real estate agents, and they have no idea what they're talking about. So realestateagentsitrust.com, they have uh, formed this team that they vet all of these real estate agents across the country. So you know that you're going to be getting a real estate agent who is experienced. They do this full time. They are the top real estate agent in the country, and especially if you're relocating to some place where you know you're moving from, let's say Washington, and you're moving to, uh, let's say Texas, because you really love freedom and guns. Um, you don't know the best neighborhood for your family. You don't know where it's going to be safe. You don't know where your kids are going to be able to play with, uh, you know, other kids. So. That is what realestateagentsitrust.com was built for. It was built so that you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to to rely on someone who's not going to know how to get you the best deal, where to move you, where is going to be the best place for you. You can go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you are looking to buy or sell a house. Go there now. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Gonzalez here with Jason Betrol filling in for Pat Gray, who you will hear very soon on uh, the Glenn Beck radio program. He is filling in for Glenn. That's what we do here. We we all just fill in for each other. Uh, all right. You can call us 888-900-3393 or you can tweet us at Sarah Gonzalez TX and at Jason Buttrell. And then, of course, use your uh, Pat Unleashed hashtag of put that in your pipe. We are now joined. I am happy to announce we are now joined by Frank, who uh, Frank in Pennsylvania, who would like to talk about uh, opossums, which I'm very elated that you have called Frank. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? Can we start with is it possum or opossum? It is opossum, actually. So why do we say possum? Potato or tomato? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The, The O is just there. It doesn't need to. Be, it's just an extra letter. We don't need to. We don't need to pronounce it correctly. It's fine. That really mm. grinds my gears. Letters that are there that you're not supposed to pronounce. What I'm you got? Saying. What you got for us, hey, Frank? You guys do a great job. I love you both. Uh, you keep digging, Jason. Do wonderful work. Thanks, Thank Frank. You. Appreciate that, brother. Hey, uh, uh, possums. You ever touched one? Their hair is kind of like uh, kinky, like wire. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, I have. Uh, I have. Their tail is kind of hard. But the neat thing was, I was online checking out ticks like deer ticks, things that give you Lyme disease. and uh, You're about to shatter, Sarah, I believe. Well, possums, <laughs> believe it or not, eat 5,000 ticks a week. Oh, never mind. What? Wow. What? That's what I said. Wow, you got to be kidding me. No. Wow. They eat a lot of insects and they eat 5,000 ticks a week. So they help reduce Lyme disease. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> to be friendly crazy. to a possum, he'll be friendly to you. That wow. is awesome. That is really cool. So you you could actually if you you could get cats to get rid of the spiders. Yeah. If, if we get possums around the house to eat all the ticks, if we could just find something that eats mosquitoes, 
<laughs> Wait, bats do, don't they, Frank? Fireflies, they eat mosquitoes. Hey, Frank called here to talk about opossums, not bats. <laughs> exactly. Okay, all right. Uh, that was just an interesting thing that I had. And I love you guys' show. Keep it up and uh, take care. Many that thanks, is awesome. Frank. Appreciate Thank it, brother. you so much, thanks Frank. For God bless. Uh, wow. You're kind of vindicated, I want to say. Thank you. Thank you. So I, you know, just saying you can have pest control <laughs> and also a cute creature. I, I will also add uh, really quickly that my um, my son wanted to go to this reptile exhibit thing and there were a bunch of disgusting snakes and stuff there. But somehow I guess they turned it into an exotic animal thing and there were, um, you know, sugar gliders and there was one baby possum opossum possum that was for sale for like $250 and it was teeny 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 tiny and I wanted it so bad $250 yes and in hindsight I should have just gotten it my husband said no but I should have just gotten it anyway because what's he gonna do if I come home with it he's not gonna make me put it outside it was teeny tiny and if he saw it in person I may have been able to convince him because it was really really cute I'm proud of Mr. Gonzalez very very proud of that one Uh, all right. So <clears throat> I want to talk about really quickly uh, the hypocrisy in Hollywood. You know, we had all of this Harry, uh, Harry, Harvey Weinstein stuff come out. And a lot of people, and I know, Jason, you could go off on this, but a lot of people um, in Hollywood knew what was going on with Harvey Weinstein and just did nothing about it, um, didn't say anything watched these women be, you know, uh, assaulted and harassed and never spoke up for them. Um, and one of those people was Quentin Tarantino. Now, mm. he admitted this. He admitted this publicly that he knew not only that sexual harassment was taking place, but he knew that there were, uh, you know, that there was sexual assault taking place. And he did not speak out. He did not speak up for these women. So it's just interesting who are, you know, who gets fallout from things like this? Because <clears throat> there are people who are now blacklisted. They can't get jobs. They can't, you know, they can't find roles anymore. Well, Quentin Tarantino has a new movie coming out and he's getting standing ovations at film festivals for his work, even though the biggest film festival, pretty much. Can, yeah, right? cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, even though he has said that he was basically complicit in all of these sexual assaults that Harvey Weinstein, he knew that Harvey Weinstein was doing. And it's just interesting to me, the hypocrisy that Hollywood comes out and they talk about, you know, um, women, women's rights and they want to make it all about abortion and reproductive rights. And the GOP hates women uh, because they're trying to tell women what they can and can't do with their bodies. Meanwhile, their own people are over here totally fine with women getting sexually assaulted and not speaking up about it and they get standing ovations. Yeah. It's incredible to me. It's ridiculous. I I've actually been to the Cannes Film Festival um, back in my previous job. Oh, is it just Cannes? It's just Cannes. I'm, yeah. I'm uncouth. I, it's, I just, like, it's like opossum. Cans. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to have the S there if you don't pronounce it Cannes? That's just wrong. And plus Cannes. I'm, I'm a big fan of Cannes. Oh, we know you are. Also a fan of jugs. We know. Um, but yeah, I have been there. I, I, I worked right in the heart of that industry in Hollywood. They are the first ones to 
I guess, violate or do a 180 on what they say publicly. The first ones. Some of the worst stories you can think imaginable. When we know this, every, one, every once in a while, a tell-all book from a chauffeur or something like that comes out, mm-hmm. and the things you hear about, you're like, what? It can't be true. I'm telling you, it's all true. I can't wait for your tell-all book. I totally, if I had no scruples, I would do it. Scruples. Or, and if I didn't care about litigation, I would do it. But just, <laughs> but I will never do it. Um, I told because... you how to do it, Jason. <laughs> I told you how you do it. You write the tell-all book. You put it in a safe where no one can read it until you die. And then after you die, it all comes out and they can't get you because you're dead. It would work. It would work. But but I, but you're older than me, so I'll still be alive so I can read it then. <laughs> and I'll be really excited to hear finally all Shoot. these people that you know. I'm living forever. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they are some of the worst human beings uh, imaginable. And they want to sit up on their high horse in Hollywood and virtue signal. Mm-hmm. They somehow claim mm-hmm. that they're morally superior than everyone else. And they can tell you what to think, do, who to vote for. Yeah, they're going to tell you that they have a problem with Trump because, you know, Trump uh, degrades women. Oh, really? Oh, come That's on. coming from you? Please. And let me tell you something. Hollywood's very small. The rumors travel instantaneously there. Uh, the rumor mill's faster than the internet over in Hollywood. They all knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing. Mm-hmm. They all know. If someone does something stupid, they all know about it, but then that doesn't stop them from going out and hanging out at every nightclub, taking selfies, and you know, hugging each other at award shows. Does not stop them. And while they're doing these things in private, they're standing up and pontificating up, you know, accepting some award or something like that. Then doing a, the more you know, you know, like public service, you know, announcements. Yes, where they just repeat the same sentence. Oh my, five oh times. my gosh, so annoying. Trump should be impeached. Trump should be impeached. Trump should be impeached. Yeah, no, if you if you say it 10 times, that doesn't make it more correct. It's so ridiculous how we've elevated Hollywood to like this monarchy. And we'll all like read the magazines while standing We're about in line to go at the grocery to, store. To break while Jason still I rants. Could, I could totally still keep on <laughs> ranting. <laughs> Should I stop now? Should I stop now? Well, why stop now? <laughs> I need something to listen to over the break. I'm doing I'm doing one day I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna stop what I'm supposed to stop. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, Pat Gray is not here. He'll be with you uh, filling in for the Glenn Beck radio program immediately following this show. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez here with you along with Jason Buttrell. Let us know what you think. What's on your mind? 888-900-3393. You get priority to the front of the line if you talk about possums. Just saying. Um, I have... A thought exercise that I want to bring to the table Ooh. Um, and just kind of digest with you, Jason. Um, but first, I want to talk about pain. Pain, if you're in constant pain and there are millions of America's, Americans who live in constant pain, if you are in constant pain, you know that it affects every single facet of your life. You don't feel good, so you're, you know, you might be short with your spouse. Um, you know, your kids are wanting to play with you, and you just get grumpy and you don't want to play, and you know, then they miss out on spending time with their their parents. It just affects every part of your life when you are in constant pain. 
Um, plus, you know, you spend, I think uh, uh, there was a study that came out that said America, Americans who are in pain spend over $2,000 per year to combat that pain. And it doesn't even really work a lot of the time. It just, it kind of masks it, but you still live in pain, but you're like, well, this is just life. It doesn't have to be that way. Try Relief Factor. It is um, four key ingredients that help your bodies fight against inflammation. It's 100% drug-free, um, so you can feel good about what you're putting in your body. It was created by doctors, and their three-week quick start pack that's 1995. 70% of the people who try that go on to keep buying it. It's working for that many people. It can work for you, and if not, okay, maybe you're out 20 bucks, but I'd say that it's worth the investment if you can find a cure for your pain, it works great for Glenn. He was in a tremendous amount of pain. It works for me. Um, I have back problems from some protruding discs from a car accident. It's working for us here at The Blaze. Try it. Go to relieffactor.com. Get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95. All right. So I know someone, <clears throat> someone very close to me, that is going through something with an aging parent and it just got me thinking. So, um, you know, it's an el elderly woman who um, has, uh, she's blind. She has, uh, what is it called? Macular degeneration. So she wasn't born blind, but she slowly progressed in this disease that, you know, your eyesight goes at, there's holes that start happening in your eyes and eventually you just are blind. So she's blind, she has diabetes, um, she has had several strokes now to where she, um, she understands what you're saying. So she's not, she's not suffering from dementia. She understands what's going on around her, but she can't verbally respond. So she's always frustrated internally because mm. you're talking to her and you're asking her questions and she understands what you're saying, but she can't respond appropriately or how she wants to Ugh, it's awful. or she says words that she's not trying to say um so she's blind she can't communicate oh, she just man. lays in bed all day right and um it's gotten to the point where she literally is asking her children to kill her mm. it's bad right as a as a as a child you know you that's the last thing you want an adult child what do you do when your parents are just there, it just their quality of life has gotten so bad that you go to visit them, you know, at uh, the center that they're at and they say to you, J please just kill me. Mm. Please kill me. I don't I don't want to live anymore. Um, I want to go home to be with the Lord. This is not a, a kind of quality of life that I want for myself. I just want to die. It's heartbreaking. And it got but it, it is it really is. But it got me thinking we do this for our animals, right? And this is a this is where I think the the pro life um, conversation happens. Is that what do we do? And I'm not saying I I I am in favor of anything. I'm just I'm thinking this out loud, right? So I'm thinking to myself, God, that's tough. But what do we say when our animals' quality of life gets so bad that they're just miserable? You know, we have our pets that we consider our family. And our pets start, you know, getting up to the age where body parts start failing. They're just their quality of life is awful. And we say, well, the humane thing to do is to put them to sleep. But we have adults 
who are their quality of life is so miserable and they just have to suffer. And it just it just was an interesting inner conflict in in my mind, because on one side, I want to say, I mean, I kind of understand her point. Right. I, I mean, I would like to say if, if it's my choice, if I've gotten to the end of my life and it's just so bad and my quality of life is so bad, why why can't I just say, guys, I, I just don't want to live anymore. I would say that's I think uh, that's entirely when you go through this uh, thought exercise um, and if you go on the side of I mean, basically that's how every leftist thinks. That's how every hardcore, le- not every leftist, every hardcore radical leftist, like if you're a socialist, you can ev- eventually see individuals as pets. You really can. Yeah. So you can justify, you know, killing people if they if they ask to, be, uh, to kill them. Yeah, yeah you can kill them. Um, you can justify like in uh, Ezekiel Manuel uh, when he I just pulled this up on my computer because it's reminded me of that when they were trying to talk about Obamacare mm-hmm. and what happens if there's scarcity. And uh, they developed this thing called the complete live system. Did you see this or remember about it? No. So they had this graph and I'm just going to show you. I wish I had it for everyone else. But they had this graph basically where it's a little line graph Mm. where it shows like your age down here. And this is the probability. Uh, So on one line, it shows how old you are. It goes from zero to 70 Mm -hmm. years old. This line shows the probability of treatment. So... So this is showing. So I, so when you're born, when you are middle aged before you're born and when you're just born, you're not, then you have no probability of getting care. Right. Because they don't consider you worthy of it. You're not, Mm -hmm. you don't have value Mm -hmm. to them. Um, the highest value you have is about when you're around 20 years old. But once you start going down, once you get to 70, which is probably around where your friend's uh, mother was? Yeah. Where yeah, your friend's we, mother is? she's in her 80s, her late 80s. Oh, so she has absolutely no value. Right. So if she needs any kind of uh, medical care at all, they're not going to give it to her. And because she's not value, valuable to the state. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means if she wants to ask to be killed, yeah, you do it. Yeah. You, and you don't I even think- have to wait. You just kill her because she has no value. But we say that the individual has value. Right. We say that there is there might be something that... That it's not ours to her life is not ours to take. But if the individual and again playing devil's advocate here, if the individual has value, then the individual's opinion should have value. And if their opinion or their viewpoint <clears throat> is I don't want to do this anymore, I this is this is degrading, this is humiliating. I, th- I this is not a life I want to live. And the individual has value. Shouldn't we value their input on their own life? Um, I think you sympathize with it. I, I don't. I, I think you value that she is in so much pain that that she has gotten to here. I think this is where a situation where the church should get involved, where because what I would be saying if I was a her pastor or someone involved close to her, I'd be like, "What you're going through now is awful, but you have no idea what kind of miracle can happen between now and the time you do die of natural causes when the Lord does call you." And in fact, th- that is a big thing. The Lord calls you home. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say. Yet before I call you home, why don't you go ahead and just take care of it yourself? Like he calls you home, you know, and that's yeah. when you die. You're taking something away at that point. I mean, that's it. And I'm not, again, not saying I disagree with you, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to see both sides here in that, you know, it's easy for you to say because you're not the one laying around in a hospital bed with nothing to do, literally just laying around all day in mental anguish waiting to die. You know what I mean? I mean, it's easy for us to say, well, you just wait because when he finally calls you home, it's going to be really awesome. But we're standing around here. We're going to leave. We're going to go grab a bite to eat at a restaurant with our families and go home and lay in our comfortable beds while you just sit here and waste away. 
but don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Yeah, I think I think all too often it's it's so easy to think along those lines or to, to think, pardon to say this, but to think selfishly when that's happening. Like when things are very bad to you uh, or things are not, I think your life is awful. It's so easy for you to think selfishly on it, but you don't know like whose lives you're, you're uh, influencing in those times. Like if you are one of the most devout you know, and holy people that, you know, that, that's your most devout time ever. Mm-hmm. Think about the lot. Think about all the lives that you're influencing at that point. You know, there could be, you know, people like your friend that are like, weren't religious at that point. But when they see how she is at that, that dire of a need at that point in her life, mm-hmm. then th- that is life changing. At least it would be to me. Yeah. I mean, that is a story worth to- telling. But if you intervene in that manner, then that story will never get out. There, yeah, there, and um, our producer Candace just pointed out to me, excuse me, that there are suicide tourists who travel to different countries yeah. for assisted suicide, which yeah. is just mind-boggling to me. Um, but I mean, you know, what about? Does it change your mind, Jason? Um, someone who this is can I can I can I say like this is one of those parts where, where I diverge from libertarianism. Because on, yeah, you do. On 90% yeah. of the things I libertarianism says it's it's their right to do what they want that, with exactly, their own body. Exactly. Like it's not anybody else's say yeah. to say what you want to do with your own. So, but, but I am deeply religious. So I conflict, right? That's but what one about of someone who's not? You don't want to impose your religious beliefs on someone who's not religious. So if the person who's asking to be killed is not religious, is it our job's as Christians, I mean, I guess it is our jobs as Christians to force them to live, or is it our jobs to just try to, you know, uh, evangelize and, and well, we're not forcing them to live. We're just not letting them, we're not killing them as, as they asked. And instead right. we're offering our support right? based off of our Christian values. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, so there's no circumstance, no circumstance in which you would say, okay, I can understand why they would want to end their lives. Um, like terminal illness, uh, you know, uh, anything like that. Yeah. Nothing. Um, say it again. I'm sorry. I was looking up at the, at the, at the monitor right when you Jason's said that. Like, squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> totally. uh, there's no there's no terminal illness, nothing, no circumstance in which you would understand right. someone wanting to just please, please end my life. I'm oh, miserable. I can totally I understand it. That's the problem is. And let's go to abortion and, and, and rape and incest. Mm-hmm. I totally understand how awful that is. Yeah. But I can't support the taking of a life in, in, the, in that circumstance. I can't support the taking of a life, you know, in the womb. I, yeah. I can't support either. Yeah. I just can't. Um, we have a couple calls to get to. Let's go to first Don in, uh, in Tennessee. Don, what you got for us? Hey, um, I kind of agree with Jason on this one. Uh, your answer lies in the first page of the Bible. God gave us dominion over animals, not over human beings, and there's a reason for that. Mm. Yeah. Um, once you start going down this road, it ends in places like abortion, et cetera. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of whether you believe in God or not, it's still the truth. So yep. yeah. I would still err on that side of caution. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Don. Thank you so much for Appreciate your call, it. Don. Thanks for calling no, in. No, and I, I mean, that's the thing is I, I see both sides and I agree with, with what Don's saying is that, you know, um, it's a slippery slope. I get the slippery slope argument because I'm the one making it on 
other things all the time. So I get the slippery slope is that, well, once that, you know, once we say, okay, you're, we're going to let you decide to kill yourself here. Well, what's preventing us from, what if there's a teenager who decides that they don't want to live? We're just going to let them end their lives too. I mean, and then I get the abortion argument. So I get the slippery slope. And the story that you've been all over, um, the hospitals that that claim that they know what's best. So they'll they'll just go ahead and pull the plug and kill them. Yes. But we, you and I are adamant on that's got to go. Right. Right. So this is, see, this is when. I get the slippery slope. As conservatives or whatever side of the aisle are, if you've got principles, stick to them. Go to the most extreme. Be called a radical. Yes. It's, that's a good label. Yes. Um, yes. Radical lefties like Bernie Sanders, I respect him more than I do some of the others that probably believe that, but they try to stay in the middle. No, be a radical. Yeah. If you're a conservative, be a radical conservative. Uh Pat's Gadfly Academy said, I'm libertarian on euthanasia. I simply can't put myself in their shoes. If they feel it's that bad, it should be the individual's call. I don't think they should do it. But it's their life, not mine. Kara said... I respect that. Yeah. I respect that opinion. Kara said, it was so hard to go by my father's DNR order when he was dying from cancer 11 years ago. Mm. But then I think of miracles like the woman who woke up after being in a coma for almost 30 years. Yeah. That was a crazy story. A yeah. very hard choice to make. I know. Because then you see stuff like that. And and by the way, I, I would love to hear how that woman was kept alive. Um, you know, how were they, how they were able to fund it. Mm-hmm. While she was in a coma for that long, because I can't imagine the cost of keeping her hooked up to machines for 30 years. But that's a that's a whole different story. Uh, we've got Jamie in Florida. Jamie, what are your thoughts? Jamie we've already started in many ways with uh, letting patients die through the new Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, eight years ago, eight years ago. My, they forced my husband off my insurance and onto Obamacare. And after the third amputation, they told him, he said, we're going to give you an option. Mm. We're going to let you have pain meds or we will continue dialysis. But you can't have both. Wow. And without dialysis, he was gone seven days later. Oh, mm. so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Jamie. They're already. They're already taking quality of life from people. And with my daughter having the same disease as her father being a brittle diabetic, I know that road is ahead for her and it's not fair and it's not right. Yeah. Um, and you know, th- thank you so much for your, for Thanks your for call, Jamie. Your we're thank you so, 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 so sorry um, to hear that that happened. Wow. Um, it is though, you know, Everyone laughed Sarah Palin off the stage when she talked about death panels and Obamacare. And we said, okay, maybe they're not going to be called death panels, but that is what will happen because that is what happens every single time you have a government run healthcare system. That is what happens. By nature, that is what is going to happen in a government-run healthcare system. So, no, it's not going to be called death panels, but the value of the life is going to be weighed because everything is going to be about the bottom dollar. That it always is when it's government run. Yeah. And you look back at that graph I just described and showed you. Yes. These are from the architects of Obamacare. So, literally, you talk about death panels, that sounds like a conspiracy. No, there are people... 
There will, there will be a panel of people mm-hmm. that say, uh, how old are they? What do they want? Nope. Go to the next one. Nope. Go to the next one. Yep. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. Or they can't do analysis or a dialysis or they can't have pain medication. Yep. Like the last caller. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll, uh, we'll take one more call on this particular topic. Leslie in Oklahoma. What are your thoughts? Hi. Hi. Um, hi. I, I used to be all, am I on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to be all about uh, this, you know, everybody should have their choice, you know, it's, you know, their choice. I, it's awful. I'm a nurse, you know, I've taken care of geriatrics, but then I was put on disability Mm. in my Mm. forties and I thought that could be me. Yeah. Somebody could be making that choice for me. Yep. How awful. Yeah. So, so what, so what are you, what would you advocate then, Leslie? Uh, I would advocate no. Yeah. I don't want somebody making that choice for me. Mm-hmm. No. Right. I want my, I want my family making that choice. I want to make that choice. Yeah. And if I can't make that choice, I want my family making that choice. Yeah. Even if I can't make that choice, my family should make that choice for me. Somebody that knows me should make that choice for me. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Cer- certainly, certainly not uh, the bureaucrats in, in the government um, certainly should not be making that choice for you. Thank you, Leslie, Thanks, uh, Leslie. for your call. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a tough one. You know, it's a tough one, but I just, just thought that it would be a, a little, a good little thought exercise to, you know, Talk it over. I certainly, I just don't want to be in that position. I really don't. I just can't imagine what it's like as an adult child to to hear your your parent say that to you. Um, but if you own a home, beware. There are cyber criminals who can actually steal your house online. Um, d- domestic and foreign hackers. They go online. They can actually steal your home title. They'll use your home as collateral to borrow cash. And then they'll stick you with the payments. Yay, congratulations, all that equity, all for nothing. Uh, no bank or identity theft program protects you. You need home title lock. They are going to be the only ones that can protect you from this. So um, for pennies a day, home title lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And they can see... When someone tries to get in there and hack it, and so when cyber thieves tamper with it, they will mobilize to help shut it down. Um, You may already be a victim, and you wouldn't know it unless you go to HomeTitleLock.com. You can get a free title scan and report that is a $100 value for free with sign up. You're not going to know if your home has been compromised unless you go there now. HomeTitleLock.com. Register for your free title scan and report. That is a $100 value for free. Before we go, before we go, we've got got Jason. (laughs) The people are speaking. The people are speaking. And we've got Tom from Ohio. We're, We're back on tomorrow. We've got Tom from Ohio who has a possum story for me. Tom. Hi. Hello, Tom. I had some, uh, I had some uh, live traps set out there to try to catch a skunk around my house, and I caught a possum. <gasps> so I decided to release a possum at a state park. So I went out there fishing, released the possum. When I came back to my car, there was a bunch of DNR, you know, DNR agents around, and the possum didn't move from where I released me. He was just sitting there from where oh. I released him in the morning. 
You made a friend. Oh, he was waiting for you to come back. Yeah, and they had a bunch of, you know, the resource offices out there looking at the possum. And I just snuck to my car and left because I didn't want to get in trouble or anything to release the possum out there. So you didn't take him home? That would have been. No, I didn't take it home. That was that was that was the ending to the story that I wanted, Tom. I wanted you to say I took it home, but you can have it. it and can now be we're the yours. bestest of friends. <laughs> I I went ahead and trained it for you, taught it to use the litter box, and now I am gifting it to you, Sarah. Uh, Tom, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much for for sharing your story. Uh, one of these days. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to trap a possum and get it. Um, Someone, I'm sorry, I can't scroll all the way down right now, but someone suggested canned cat food earlier. So I I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of that. I don't have canned cat food for my own cats. Um, I don't give them canned cat food because they already beg enough as it is. I can't imagine if I gave them canned cat food. So I didn't have it on hand and I didn't think to go get it. Now I know. I can still do this in two minutes. We got two minutes, right? Go ahead. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. So this is the best way to close out the story. Today. This is the craziest story I saw uh, as I got up this morning. So there's a Mississippi state representative. He's way too excited about and this story. And he's got some splaining to do. So um, cops were called to this Mississippi state representative's house. He's a Republican representative, Douglas McLeod. This is all allegedly. But um, allegedly, he punched his wife... <laughs> Why did he punch his wife? Well, she. T- Why did he punch his wife? Thank you, Sarah. I'm glad you asked. Excellent question. <laughs> Apparently, allegedly, she took too long to undress for sex. What? So he just reared back and then clocked her one. Um, this is how. Uh, this is. <laughs> Um, oh my god! When the when the police when George County Sheriff showed up to his house, uh, they knocked at the door. He opened it. He had a glass of alcohol in his hand, and he you know was not fully Shocking. dressed. And he looks back at his wife at the top of the stairs and goes, "Are you just kidding me?" That's a direct quote, actually. Uh, he goes, "The cops are here." <laughs> the cops oh. said he had slurred speech and was walking around in a zigzag pattern. Um, well, it's shocking that she didn't want to undress for sex with him. He with sounds like dude. a real pleasure. <laughs> Zigzagging across his living room. I mean, you know, he, you know, he, he apparently He's wasn't having none of that. He knows what he wants. You know? he, yeah. he knows when he wants it. And what is she doing taking so much time? I know, right? I that mean, is crazy. <laughs> what was this, Mississippi? This was, uh, this is, hang on, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Mississippi State Wow. Wow. I, lo- I, lo- I love the, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? What are you doing sending the cops? That was a totally appropriate reaction. Yeah, I was to totally punch you. justified. I was waiting. You what? don't keep a man waiting. What did you expect me to do? <laughs> you didn't imagine in slurred speech, you know, him, you know, Pleading his case to the two cops. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess he's not going to be getting any for a really long time. Yeah, like ever. Probably.